welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. presence. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Welcome to the month of December. I will, um, with the remaining few minutes that I have, I'll try to do justice to what we were talking about this month. So Supernatural 2022 ended um, a couple of weeks ago or so, and it's been an amazing experience and the theme for this year's supernatural is um, the takeover takeover and my father in the Lord Dr. K um, felt it good that we should talk about takeover throughout December so I'm gonna be teaching about um, takeover different dimensions and different areas thank you precious father bow your heads for a minute precious holy spirit let your word come with accuracy let it come with precision let every heart be open to receive from you in the name of jesus let no one go back the same i pray father in the name of jesus let there be a touch from heaven like we've never seen before in jesus precious name precious name there's someone here you you have a you have a a challenge with one of your sibling I don't know what it is but one of your sibling it's um, it's it's a worry for the family it's a worry for the family one of your siblings I pray for you in the name of Jesus that whatever that issue is that God of heaven will cause restoration and this is what the Spirit of God is saying to me he said that sibling will not go in the way of the world. He said will not go in the way of the world. The power of God will draw him or her back. There will be restoration. There will be restoration. In the name of Jesus, there will be restoration. Turn your Bibles to First Peter chapter 4 and verse 6. First Peter 4 and 6. He said, for this is why the gospel was preached even to those who are dead. That though judged in the flesh the way people are, they might live in the spirit the way God does. Someone say the way God does. So there is a way that God lives. There is a way that God lives. There is an expression of God. There is the MO of God, the modus operandi of God. There is the character of God. There is the expression of God. There is how God behaves, how he comports himself, how he moves about his things. So it says, for this is why the gospel was preached even to those who are dead. That though judged in the flesh the way people are, they might live in the spirit the way God does. So God lives in the spirit. Alright? Tell your neighbor God lives in the spirit. So today I'll talk about takeover and I'll, I'll talk about a function that uh, of grace all right grace is as we know according to scripture is unmerited favor of god and it's supplied by god to man it's god's unconditional love nature it's his unconditional love nature that's what grace is so when we talk about takeover it is a function of grace it is how God behaves, how he interacts, how he moves. It's a function of grace. All right. So when we say it's a season for us to take over, we are not saying or we're not asking or, or demanding for something that is not part of the makeup of God. No, we are saying that it is part of what God does. He takes over. It's his modus operandi. It's his way of operation. The Bible says that um, the children of Israel, they understood the 
acts of God. But Moses understood the ways of God. So the way God operates, one of the ways is that he does a lot of takeover. Glory to God. And it's a function of grace. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. It says, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Say, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Someone says the gift of God. So it's not your own doing. It is the gift of God. And why did he do that? He said that he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace towards us in Christ Jesus. So God sets us in a place and a pattern and a path where we are by virtue of our relationship with him by virtue of our covenant with him we are in a path where if you don't do anything you just follow God that path will lead you to paths where you take over that path will lead you to paths where you enjoy what God enjoys glory to God so grace has always been God's preferred method where man is concerned even before uh, Adam fell, man was designed to live by grace. Grace was not an afterthought introduced just because man sinned. But rather, it has always been the plan of God. It has always been his plan. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9, it says, Who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. So we see that it's way before our time and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So before time began, God has called us to a place where we function by grace. So it took, a takeover grace is the supply of the spirit that enables and empowers an unqualified individual to move into a position of authority that is beyond his natural pedigree and status. Beyond your natural pedigree and status. So he says that God called us to a holy calling, not because of our own works, but because of his own purpose and grace. So there was nothing we did to qualify us, but he called us and then qualified us. So his calling, the answering of that calling is the qualification. Let me explain. Minister, I come. Take. So, qualification for receiving this is what the the calling so i'm having this in my hand go back to you see, please and then if i call him don't come all right next i come he's not coming so what qualifies you for this is what the calling so he called us to a holy calling that calling qualifies us for everything Christ Jesus represents. So when you say that God called me, he's not calling you to the calling to the office of a pastor, a bishop, a teacher, a prophet is different. But the calling that God called every one of us, the Bible says in, in um, Titus, I think 2.11 or 2.15, it says, the grace of God that, that brings salvation has appeared to all men. All men is all men. So that grace that brings salvation has appeared. So that grace has appeared in the person of who? Jesus. 
So Jesus is standing here and God is calling to come see what has appeared to all men. So the moment you answer that call, you are answering the call to receive Jesus that has appeared to all men. And then in Christ Jesus, he has given everything and all things. So the receive the answering of the call to Jesus is the answering of the call to everything. Is the answering of the call to everything. So beyond what you can do naturally. It says not of our own works. So there was nothing we would have done that would make God decide that because of what you have done, I'm calling you to a higher calling. No. It's because of what this person did that he's calling us to say, come, you can now enter. You can now receive. Not because of what you have done, but because of what this person has done. And all through scripture, it's a demonstration and an explanation of Jesus. Everything. When David was going to be crowned king and Samuel went there to the house of Jesse and, and looked at everyone who was going to who was eligible looked qualified in the natural looked at all the sons of Jesse and said is there anyone else? And he said there is but one person but he's in the field tending to the sheep he doesn't look qualified. He doesn't have the stature. He's the least of all of us. But when grace calls you, he's not looking at you. He's looking at the one who has paid the price. So when grace was calling David, he wasn't looking at David. He was looking at the one who has paid the price. He was looking at him. Let's see in First Samuel. First Samuel 16. It says, Then Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest. But behold, he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and get him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Arise, anoint him, for this is he. The one that didn't look like it. The one that did not have the natural pedigree. He didn't have the right stature. He didn't have the right appearance. For a king, he was tending the sheep. And did you know or do you know rather that when he was anointed king, he went back to tending sheep? How many of you today, you get a call from Buhari and tells you, I want to, not even I want to, I am thinking of appointing you minister for so and so and so. That thinking alone, hey, Emeka, close shop. Okay, wait, close shop, close shop, close shop. We are going to Abuja. They have not invited you to Abuja. They just said, I am thinking of making you minister of XYZ. Some of you would pick your phone. Sakola. If I want to buy a Benz, how much? How much? How much? Just how much? I say which year? No, no, no. Ah, latest one now. Ah, I can't be driving. Oh, 2022. Yeah. Say, hey, ah, like 15 million. Yeah. Is there anyone around 20 million? They've not even told you whether your salary, what your salary is. The fact that you are entering cabinet minister is enough. It's enough. It's enough. Some of you can just go to your uncle's house. You knock. Say, uncle, I just want to tell you, thank you. For all the things you've been doing for me. 
I just said I should tell you thank you. And I brought this one million to just refund you. It's with interest though. Just refund you for your stress. You've not seen the ministerial appointment. You've not even seen flight ticket to Abuja. Why would you do that? Because you too, you know that if you enter that place, you will call your pastor. Say, Pastor, um, that land you want to buy. Let's do it in Peter Odili. Don't worry the amount. Don't worry about the amount. Peter Odili. Sorry? Yeah, so she's doing it. Maybe it's six plot to want. Let's just make it 12. Let's make it 12. Hmm. Let's make it 12. Then we'll buy another three for you and Mama on one side. You've not seen anything. Why do you have that confidence? Because you know that, that they are thinking about you alone. Ah, something must drop. Something huge must drop. If we have that kind of expectation for man, what about God? What about God? When he says he has called you to a holy calling, what about God? When he says he has qualified you, he has justified you, what about God? What about him? See, arise, anoint him. For this is he. The grace of God in oppression many times calls you in your lowest and weakest moments. God speaks to you about abundance in time of lack. The truth is, can you see it? If you have a millionaire, I can tell you for free that God will not ask you to sow a millionaire. No. He'll probably be asking you to sow three million. Because that one million is your level. The three is his level. So that's where he wants to bring you to. So when he calls us to a holy calling, He's always calling us higher. Each time. Each time. If you live in a two-bedroom apartment and God wants to give you a house, do you know that he won't give you another two-bedroom? Except that's what you want. But if you ask him, he will tell you, what do you think about owning a duplex of your own? Why? Because you need to see where he is. And the thing about it is, when you, when you walk in a level with God, He keeps pulling you higher to take you higher. And it's a function of grace. So you need to realize that it's not your own works. Each time you dwell on your own works, you should change the grace of God. Each time you measure yourself on your, by your own standard, you should change the grace of God. Each time you do so, you tell God that he's not enough in himself. He's not sufficient in himself. So when God says it's time to take over, he's saying your level is your level. The one I'm bringing you up to is where I'm seeing for you now. And it's a function of grace. So very quickly, I'll just mention a few Essentials of takeover grace. Essentials of takeover grace. Number one, takeover grace is designed for the underdogs. Do you know what an underdog is? It's designed for the underdogs. First Corinthians 1 and 27, the Passion Translation. It says, But God chose those whom the world considers foolish. To shame those who think they are wise. And God chose the puny and powerless to shame the high and mighty. He chose the lowly, the laughable in the world's eyes. Nobodies. So that he would shame the somebodies. For he chose what is regarded as insignificant 
in order to supersede what is regarded as prominent. That's the passion translation. So when you when you when you when it looks like or it appears or it somehow carries the fact that certain things are not together around you, that is a qualification for it to be together. Emptiness has a purpose. The fact that it is empty is so that it can be full. So why should you cry about the emptiness rather than rejoicing that there is space for something to enter? That's the mind of God. Why would you cry about what you don't have rather than rejoicing because something is coming to fill it? That's the mind of God. Because you know it's not by your function. It's not by your function. The second thing is that it fuels on common productivity. Uncommon productivity. First Corinthians 15 and 10. Said, But God's amazing grace has made me who I am. And his grace to me was not fruitless. In fact, I worked harder than all the rest. Yet not in my own strength, but God's. For his empowering grace is poured out upon me. Say, I am who I am by the grace of God. My labor, though it's more than all of you, but it's a function of grace. So I'm not boasting in my own ability. Someone walked up to my, my father in the lock, Dr. K, a few years ago. Came to his house in Chicago. A, a couple of years ago. And, and was just amazed at the house and everything. Was looking around. Wow, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. He's a white guy. He says, ah, you've done very well for yourself. You've done very well for yourself. He was telling Dr. K and my father, I was looking at him like this. What are you talking about? And the man said, ah, everything I have, I worked hard for. I worked hard for. And he looked at him, everything I have, grace gave me. Grace gave me. Because he knows it's not a function of his own works. You may work hard for your own, but ah, grace gave it to me. Kai, yeah, 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 yeah. Am I saying you should not work hard? No. Paul said, look, I labor more than all of you. My 9 to 5 is on point. I get early to work. I close when I have to. I'm diligent with my work. But there is a grace that separates me, that distinguishes me. And I will never forget that grace. He said, I labor more than all of you. But I cannot attribute it to my own work. It's a function of the grace of God on my life. So grace fuels on common productivity. Number three, it is driven from the state of rest. In January, I'm going to be doing a series called Rest. Rest. Powerful, powerful thoughts and dimensions that God is sharing with me. Rest. What a, what a way to start the year. Ah, rest. So it is driven from the state of rest. Psalms 127 and verse 1. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It says, it is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives to his beloved sleep he gives his beloved sleep God works better when man is at rest trust me God doesn't work better when you are anxious disturbed, perplexed, worried no Why do you think the, the woman came all glorious, all beautiful? God took his time because man was at rest. He put him to sleep. Imagine if Adam was awake. Maybe he would have just hurriedly 
created the woman the way he created the man. One single one, one no con. <laughs> but carefully curated the woman. Aha. But the man, let's rush and just do this. Just take the mold. <laughs> But he said, ah, this one. It damn will disturb me. But yeah, take Valium 5. Sleep. He slept. And he began the work. He began the work. He began the work. He began the work. Even Adam, when Adam saw the creation, he said, Kai, Walai Talai, this is bone of my bone. Adam said, Walai Talai. This is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Rest. Rest. When you worry, God can function in that state. Say, Pastor, but I need to, if I don't think about it. See, worry is not a sign of responsibility. Sometimes we equate it that, ah, why will I not worry? And our mothers can do it. Say, ah, mommy, I did not tell you so that you don't worry. Ah, if I don't worry, what's my job? <sighs> Say, if I don't worry, what else will I do? I have to worry. You're my son. You're my son. You're my daughter. I have to worry. <sighs> Say, rest. It functions better. It functions better. In a state of rest. Then God is able to work. When you're not agitated, when you're not... God, he, he works better. It works better. Not my strength, but his strength. The grace of God upon me. See, unless the Lord builds the house, though you are laboring, but you are laboring in vain. So if God is not the one building it, then so look at look at the irony. Unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, they labor in vain. To build the house, you have to labor. So are you saying, Pastor, that I should leave the stone and brick and mutter? I should go and sleep? No. Carry the stone, carry the brick, but carry it by grace. Go to work by grace. Function by grace. Run your business by grace. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. It says, toiling does not increase it. Toiling does not do what? Does not increase it. It doesn't increase it. Number four. The mind must be set for grace mode. You must set your mind for grace mode. Zechariah 4 and verse 6. It says, Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might. Not by power. But by my spirit says the Lord. You know we like this part of the scripture that says, What thou, O great mountain before the Israel, you shall be made plain. But before he said that, he said, Not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of God. So before you jump to the, to the mountain before you, and shouting before me, you shall be made plain. It's not by grau no, no. I saw a video online. They were trying to kill the devil. They had cutlass in church service. And they were trying to kill their enemies. Real life cutlass. The people that had cutlass had cutlass. In fact, I think this, the pastor had gone, had the double barrel. And they were trying to kill their enemy. And this man was there. Die! 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 That is spiritual gymnastics. That's just exercise. Not by power. Not by might. But by my spirit. How? Look at the next one. It says, who are you? Oh, great mountain. Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. How? And he shall bring forward to the top stone amid shouts of grace grace to it that's how you function amid shout of grace 
It's not gra-gra. It's a function of grace. You don't, my pastor used to say something, you don't fegeron your life. Do you know what fegeron is? You don't know what fegeron It's Yoruba. Do you understand Yoruba? Fegeron. Fegeron. It means you use your blood to run it. That's a fegeron. Say, ah, this thing. Golofan. Golofan. You don't use your blood to run your life because you don't understand the life I now live. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. His blood flows through my veins. So I'm no longer living my life by myself, for myself. No. There is a grace at work in me that functions through me. So I can't use my blood to run my life. No, because I don't even have the blood anymore. It's his blood that is in me. So my life cannot run my life because I don't have it. It's his life that works in me and through me. And that's how I function. In him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being completely. That's how I function, that's how I live. So I bring it forward and I shout grace, grace, grace to it. So you set your mind for grace mode. Number five, it takes intentional faith to maximize take over grace intentional faith your faith has to be intentional has to be intentional the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5 verse 27 the Bible says that she heard the report about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment for she said if I touch even his garments I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him. Immediately turned about in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you. And yet you say, who touched me? For you to maximize grace, it takes intentional faith. You need to be intentional about it. The things that you are trusting God for. If an angel comes to visit you today and tells you, give me your list. Is that when you will say, one minute sir, let me write it down. No. That woman knew what she wanted. She had her list before she came to Jesus. She heard about him, but she had her list. So when she got there, she knew exactly what she wanted. Exactly what she I have a list. My prayer list. The things that I want God to do for me. And every now and then, I say, thank you, Jesus. It's done. Thank you, Jesus. It's done. I'd rather have a list waiting for him so that when he comes, I know what to present than not have anything at all. Not having an expectation is not expecting something. When you don't have an expectation, it means that you're not expecting anything. Dami, if I say I'm coming to your house after service today, you tell me, Pastor, can I quickly go home? Then you meet me. And why? Because he's going to prepare something huge for me. <laughs> because if you first branch the market, now say, ah, like Pastor used to like this fish, the one that is like this. <laughs> why? Because she's expecting someone to come. So if you don't have things that you're trusting God for written down before you, it means you're not expecting him to show up. It's just wishful thinking. If it happens, if it doesn't happen. No, we don't work like that. No, we function by grace. We are always expecting. Because, now go to Ingo Show. Ha! 
when they call her in Gosho. Some of you are wondering pastor getting this thing. <laughs> he will show. He will definitely show. He will come. So the moment he comes, you are, you are, your list is before you. Say, I have been expecting you, Lord. So this is it. He just says, okay, this one, let's do this one now. We'll do this one later. I say, ah, thank you, Jesus. Then you take it good. And then you go away rejoicing. Why? Because he's done it. That gives you more confidence. Because you know he will keep showing up. He'll keep showing up. He'll keep showing up. I say, Pastor, I wrote it since 2020. Don't worry. Another year has come. I put it up before him. I say, ah, God, we wrote five things. You did one and a half. You be God. You know, be man. Oh, you will rejoice before him. My pastor said to me, he said, if you lost anything, he's the reason you didn't lose everything. He said, if you have anything at all, he's the reason you have that one. Let me go to the other one. I think I mentioned there's, there's gratitude somewhere. What number is that? Five. Yes, number six is gratitude. Over grace is rooted in gratitude. It says in Isaiah, it said Isaiah 12 3, with, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, from the wells of soteria, with joy and excitement, with gratitude in your heart. You will draw water. Whatever you're not grateful for, you're not attributing it to God. No matter how little. No matter how little. If you sit down to, to write down the things that God has done for you and that you are grateful for, there will be more than the things that you don't have. So rather than focusing on what he has not done, focus on what he has done. If he has done for your neighbor, it means he's in the neighborhood is coming. When other people are rejoicing, the Bible says rejoice with them because he also is coming. Yours is coming. The people who bought Benz 190 when we didn't have money. They are, is their car the latest now? It's not the latest now. What are you talking about? So you are now angry with God now that you do not have car. You don't understand. Your own is the latest. That one is old model. So if you could not buy Benz 190, then it means that when time comes for you to buy, it's not 190 you buy. Is it 190 you buy? Doctor, is it 190 you want to buy? Of course not. She's, she looks like a Benz material. C class. White. Pimped rims. Red interior. <laughs> Glory to God. You picture it there. just one. Be grateful for it. There was a time I told God, the reason I'm not serving you, God, true, true, God, the reason I'm not serving you, true, true, is because I just have one suit and one shoe. If you can give me two more suits and two more shoes, ah, even you two, you will not say you get picking. That was my prayer. I'm not, that was my prayer as a child of God. I told him, I said, God, if I'm God, if I'm you, I will do these things. How foolish was I? How foolish was I? But I found out when I have two shoes and two suits, even to serve God's self, get us a bit. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful. My wife is always hacking me. That me, I can give out my life. In this thing, say, What do you want to do? Say, I want to give it out. Say, But you're still okay now. I say, Yes, that's why. Because you give out things that are okay and good. And me, when I give like that, when it comes, press down, shaking together, running over. So I enjoy it. I don't hold anything back. No, no, no. No. 
if you give everything away, what will you wear? Don't worry. What will you use? Don't worry. That's how we grow. So you start with that one that you have left. With that two you have left. Say, Father, thank you. Oh, thank you. If you did it before, you can do it again. Thank you. I don't know where it's coming from, but I know it's coming. I'm expecting it. I'm looking forward to it. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I'm expecting it. And then you rejoice over it. Gratitude. Because you know it's not by power. And not by might. And the number seven. Take over grace. Practices generosity. Second Corinthians 9.6 This is the part we love to read. Verse 8. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you have in all sufficiency in all things at all times. May abound to every good work. That's the verse 8 we love so much. But before verse 8, there is verse 6 and verse 7. He said, the point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. Then he now says, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Why? So that you will have all for sufficiency in all things. But first, you have put yourself in a position where you are practicing generosity. 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 So when you want to take over, understand that it's a function of grace. And when you apply all these principles, apply all these things, it positions you to take over, not by your strength, but by the grace of God. Stand to your feet, church. Two people took over in their generation. Esther took over. David took over. Esther didn't have her parents with her. She rose and found herself in the palace. David came from the backside. He found himself in the palace. He was the youngest of all. Grace took him, positioned him, put him in the palace. Esther came from a people that were not considered in the society but grace took her and put her in the palace now listen it's good to be in the palace but remember your journey to the palace is not because of you your journey to the palace is not because of you God had a plan from the very beginning. That's why he called you. That plan is hidden in Christ Jesus. So when he takes you to the palace, Dr. Ruth, when he takes you to the UN, because she's going to the UN, when he takes her to the UN, it's because of the plan of God for her life. It has nothing to do with her. It's the plan of God of God the palace is good but don't crave for the palace alone no crave for the purpose of God that where you take me I'll go because of purpose if I find myself in Abuja for the ministerial appointment it's the purpose of God It's for his reason and not mine. It's the purpose of God. Lift your hands to him and say, Lord, 
Help me to embrace your grace and function by your grace. 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 Let my life be a total submission of your grace. Let it be a total submission of your grace. Let me submit everything about myself to your grace. To your grace. Your grace. Your grace. Oh, your grace. Let everything be a total submission to your grace, oh God. Your grace. Your grace. Let me function by it. Let me live by it. Let it drive my life. Let it drive my life. But everywhere I go, I will recognize that your hand is upon me. I recognize that your hand is upon me. Because that's how I was designed to live. Not by my strength, not by my power, that I will take over by the grace of God. That I will take over by the grace of God. By the grace of God. And say everywhere that I have thought that my skill, my knowledge, my ability has helped me, Lord, I repent. I submit everything by your grace. Your grace, your grace, I function by your grace. Your grace, oh, your grace, I function by your grace. Your grace, the job I will get by the grace of God. I function by It comes by your grace. Your grace. Your grace. My children, they come by your grace. By your grace. That's how I take over. That's how I rule. That's how I reign. By your grace. It's by your grace. By your grace. The change of job will come. By the grace of God. The new level of income. The new level of increase. The new business idea. Will come by the grace of God. Not because I'm the most qualified. But because he that has called me. Has qualified me. And my answering the call. Is the qualification I need. Because I represent your grace. Your grace, your grace, I function by your grace. It's your grace, it's your grace, I live by your grace. It's your grace, your grace, I function by your grace. Lift your hands to heaven. Any part of your life that looks like you're struggling, any part of your life that looks like it's void of God's grace, and you've been running it by your own self with your own energy, and you are tired and weary. This time I speak over you. Let grace take over. Let grace take over. Let grace take over. In the name of Jesus, let grace take over. You've tried different things. You've pushed and pushed and pushed. Strategy upon strategy. As you surrender to him today, let grace take it over from you. 
from today let it become easy for you in the name of Jesus Amen. your grace I function It's your grace, oh, it's your grace, I function by your grace, it's your grace, it's your grace, I function by your grace, it's not by hard work, it's not by mind, I function It's not by toiling, it's not by hard work, it's I function by your grace, your grace, oh your, your grace, grace. <laughs> I function by your grace, your grace, it's your grace, I function. It's not by hard work, it's not by mind. I function as you live here today. Let grace deliver to you that which people are contending and fighting for. If I tell you what I saw, I saw someone. You are contending and fighting for the same space with someone. And God is telling you, let it go. What grace will give you is more than that. So if there's anything you are contending and fighting with someone for, it's the grace. <laughs> it's the it's grace. The grace. It's the grace. Of the Lord, I speak over you in the name of Jesus. As you let go, grace will deliver to you what people are fighting for. In the name of Jesus, grace will deliver to you opportunities that people are fighting for. Grace will deliver to you promotion that people are lobbying for. Grace will deliver to you increase that people are lobbying for in the name of Jesus it's a function of grace you will take over this season by the grace of God the preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International for information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.